This podcast is a Tucker Media production. For more information, head to tuckermedia.com.au. Hi, I'm Ralph Tucker from Tucker Media. The year 2020 has certainly presented challenges for everyone across the world. In 2020 Revision, I'll chat to a cross-section of the community about their experiences and learnings in this truly unique period of history. From business owners, to professional athletes, to new mums, everyone will share their stories. And to give it an authentic 2020 feel, I've recorded these chats at my kitchen table over Zoom. Sana Dooley, thanks for joining me on 2020 Revision. Thanks very much for having me. Now, you're the brand commercial director at Cairo Distillery in Helsinki, Finland. Tell me about your 2020. Oh, it's been quite a year. I'm sure it has for everybody else as well. Um, But I suppose uh, for me personally, when everything kicked off um, in March, I was actually still on maternity leave which was lucky because we then had all three kids at home for eight weeks. And uh, I was minding the circus on one floor of the house and my husband was trying to get worked on on another floor of the house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was was quite an intense housewife experience for me. And uh, I have to admit that I was fairly relieved to go back to work in August. So tell me about that and how the situation was in Finland, how long you were in lockdown for and how long you had the the kids home for and you had to manage homeschooling and and whatnot like many people did around the globe. I think we were lucky here. We got off a little bit lighter um, on all, I I think, from what I can gather. um, The actual lockdown, the really strict part of it was only for a few weeks. Um, we were at home in total for eight. And um, and then just before the summer holidays, they reopened schools for just a couple of weeks. I think it was almost like a, a test to see how well the facilities can take the students given the new restrictions and, and what needed to be changed over the summer holidays so that the kids could go back to school in August. And um, there was a big sigh of relief audible across the country for those two weeks <laughs> where moms and dads got their lives back for a little while and were able to work um, almost normally. I also went on lunch cooking strike for those two weeks. I told my husband that even if he eats baby jars, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I think over the summer, things really settled in Finland. Um, and, and I think everybody got to resume some aspects of normality at least and um, we have a a very uh, strong summer cottage culture in this country so pretty much the entire nation just disappeared from cities into their little cottages in the middle of the woods <laughs> and I think that helped um, we were we were doing quite well um, there were very few infections over the summer months but then um, as we predicted when uh, schools um, came back from summer holidays and and everybody returned to the cities and the weather started to turn. um, Also the the corona statistics started to look a lot worse. And now we've actually seen a big uplift in Helsinki in the last week or so. 
so now we're looking at much much stricter um lockdown rules again going forward for the next few weeks but by and large i think Finland, um, as part of the, the Nordic countries, were praised for their swift action in the early part of, of this, much like, um, I guess, New Zealand and Australia. I mean, being able to contain, I guess, was the, the key message that was, was coming out and, and, and did that successfully as opposed to, you know, a, a large region of, of Europe and also the United States. Yeah, I think, as I said, I think we've, we've been lucky in a way. Um, I think the location of Finland also helped the the whole um epidemic kicked off just that two or three weeks later here so we had already seen what had happened in other countries so we were much more alert to what was ahead and i think we we made um some of the the steps just that little bit earlier that um we managed to kind of nip it in the bud initially um and the the autumn figures now I think Helsinki, we will need to kind of pull our socks up and do things a little differently. But um, regardless, um, the statistics are still relatively OK. Um, and in terms of the healthcare system, et cetera. So I think um, we still we still have some hope to to get this sorted. Now, you work at Cairo Distillery. They're in the whiskey business. How did they get through the pandemic and and what was the impact on on business there um we're a relatively new distillery um we've been operating since 2014 and uh it's been an interesting year from that perspective that obviously restaurants closing and a lot of our business is also tied to travel retail so like airplane airports and uh cruise liners here in the nordics etc so obviously we saw a huge drop in sales in uh, the early part of the year um, but we were really, really quick on our heels and uh, we decided that um, we were going to do our bit for the fight against COVID by um, manufacturing hand sanitizer. <laughs> so then we basically turned around the entire production facility in a couple of weeks and did a lot of licensing and bureaucracy to get the product um, okayed and, uh, and then we have produced a huge amount of hand sanitizer um, and that's totally saved our business this year and uh, it's also made us feel like we're part of the solution which is really nice and we were able to um, provide sanitizer to hospitals and schools and we've helped a lot of our restaurant partners with that as well and it, it really did make the world a difference we've actually pulled through the year thanks to that um, relatively unscathed as a business and um, we're now busy planning for for 2021 and really hope that it brings back some normalcy both in terms of the restaurant trade which is obviously struggling and and having a very hard time at the moment as well as the the travel side of things. So it's the ultimate one isn't it really out of desperation comes inspiration and then providing a, a solution and the words that's sort of been commonly used at being pivoting and being agile and all of these things, it was certainly something that you were able to witness firsthand. Is that something the company will now look to provide that kind of service moving forward in addition to the alcohol that you, you supply? I think we'll keep it in our uh, portfolio, but obviously it's not our core business and it's really important for us as we're still a relatively young distillery to get back to 
what we're really about. Um, so from that perspective, I think uh, we'll move back to liquids that you can actually enjoy in a glass. <laughs> but um, but I was really, really proud of the team when this um, transpired. As I said, I was still on maternity leave and I just got a phone call from work explaining to me that we're now making hand sanitizer. And I was actually delivered a box of it at home. And I was like, you're doing what? <laughs> It sounded insane. And I couldn't I couldn't believe the demand and just how quickly we were back on our feet. It it really was quite amazing. So if you look at the I guess the business more broadly across the, the country, I mean obviously there are certain sectors that are that are suffering more than others. Um what has been the the reaction from, from governments in supporting businesses in, in Finland? There's been support. There was a lot of controversy, I'm sure, again, as there was in many other countries as well. It's always a very difficult conversation to have who deserves support and why. So there was a lot of um, people upset as much as there were many people that also received a lot of help. Um, I think overall, some good examples, for example, when restaurants were told to close there was a possibility for aid to cover the kind of fixed costs of your premises and and this type of thing. So um, really trying to just keep people afloat, which I think is exactly the right way to to do it. But um, I, I it's it's hard to say what would have been the 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 better solution. And uh, and I, I as I said, I think you're it's it's hard to please everyone. So um, overall, we seem to have managed okay, and uh, at least for the spring. And now we will then see what happens in the autumn and how much financial aid can still be provided within this year's budget, I suppose, is the big question. You mentioned there that numbers are increasing as you head into winter. Um, Is there a general feeling that the community is a little bit better prepared this time, given that I guess the first time there was a whole lot of uncertainty about and how to contain this particular virus and now that there's talk of vaccines emerging from all parts of the globe as well. I really hope so. And um, and I, I think we always had the benefit lagging a couple of weeks behind other countries. So we were also getting that perspective and we were able to kind of anticipate this turn of events as well. I think most importantly, it's easier for people mentally to accept the situation this time around. Um, the the weather conditions at the moment are obviously not much help mm-hmm. because as you can maybe tell, it is very dark in Finland this time of year. <laughs> so from that perspective, it was maybe easier in the spring kind of going towards the summer and towards sunlight. But, um, but I, I also think that, um, as you said, the vaccine kind of gives a sense that there's light at the end of the tunnel. And I personally feel that even if that light at the end of the tunnel is months away, I don't care so long as it's there. And then it's easier to adjust and tell yourself that we can pull through. You ready for a second round of homeschooling? I, I suppose I have to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it's, uh, it's tricky. I think the aim in Finland is to keep um, the the daycares and primary schools open for as long as possible. So it's only the, the slightly older st- uh, students that are going to be homeschooled who are able to do more independent study. Um, so I'm 
firmly keeping my fingers crossed that that's the case. But um, but saying that, I also think that from kind of work perspective, there's something to be said for the fact that we're all in the same boat and you have to be flexible. And I think every company and employer appreciates that as well. And I personally have been able to to work around a lot of things. And, and I really appreciate the fact um, that there is that flexibility and understanding. And I also think that in a funny way, it's made working life a little bit more human because you see people more as they really are. You see their, they sit in their bedrooms and kitchens and you see their kids in the background. <laughs> and, uh, and I think that there's something, if there is something sweet to be found out of all of this, I think that's kind of nice. There is something strangely unique about the fact that this is a shared experience, not only within certain countries, but right across the world. And every parent and every person that's been forced to work from home has got that quiet little nod, um, knowing that everybody is going through this. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and I do. I did find even like during the spring when I'd be outside uh, with the stroller, um, walking around with my my youngest. People in Finland are not necessarily the type who would talk to strangers or even say hi. We're generally a more quiet type of people. And uh, and it was quite funny to notice that complete strangers would like stop at a safe distance, but stop and ask how you're doing and want to talk to you. <laughs> and, uh, and I think that's, it really just says that we feel there's a certain type of shared experience in this, which as you said, is very unique. We'll wrap things up in a sec, but what are you looking forward to most in 2021? I was thinking about this beforehand and at the risk of sounding a little bit boring, I I really don't miss travel that much. Um, that's not the first thing on my list, um, unlike many others, I suppose. I really just want to go into a crowd of people and not feel paranoid. Like I want to go to a shop or a cafe or, or an art exhibition and like stand close to a stranger and not feel like the worst human being on the planet. <laughs> I'm probably going to be the crazy person who ends up hugging strangers on the street, but you know. <laughs> I'm all for it. Santa Dooley, thanks very much for joining me on 2020 Revision. Thanks very much. It was great talking to you.